Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Well, hello there, friend. It has been a very long time since we have caught up, hasn't it? Where do I even start? I have got a lot to catch you up on. We're going to do a bit of a mid-year recap so I can fill you in on what's been going on over the last six months for me. And I'm going to talk to you about why I'm resetting my life in July. And I think once I go through my kind of mid-year recap, you will understand why I feel the need to really start July afresh because this year has not been kind to me so far um so let's let's just jump jump straight in shall we you're listening to the confidence show a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms hosted by confidence and life coach Rebecca Hawks that's me by the way the confidence show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love with a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out Okay, so I ended the year on a bit of a high. I felt like we'd had a really good year. December was great. I had my birthday. I had Christmas with the family. We were at Luke and Hannah's this year with my niece Lily. It was amazing. It was hectic, but it it was amazing. And then my brother turned 30 on New Year's Eve, so we had a big family party. And then two days into 2023, I finally caught covid which was really, really annoying. But also I was really grateful that, because me and my mum got it at the same time, I was really grateful that we'd made it through Christmas, we'd made it through my birthday, we'd made it through the party and we'd we'd survived December without being ill and then we got hit by it in January and we were out of action for three weeks, which was unfortunate, but it is what it is. And when I tell you what I'm going to share with you, in a few moments, um, when we kind of hit March, you will understand why now I am so grateful for those three weeks in bed of doing nothing. So January was essentially a write-off. I announced that I was going to launch a new masterclass called The Confidence Comeback, which is all about getting your confidence back if something has knocked you, whether it's like a micro knock, something really small, but it's kind of knocked your confidence a little bit, or whether it's like a huge mammoth knock, such as an unexpected breakup, being scammed, something bad happening. Um, And 
I announced that webinar in January and then I couldn't run it because I had COVID, but I was really, really excited about it. So that just kind of had to, had to be put on pause. Everything essentially got paused, but it was fine. It was what it was. I got a free trial of Amazon Prime. So I just watched, I think it was a total of 96 films and TV shows during those three weeks, <laughs> which is insane, but I was very grateful for that free trial. So that was January nothing more to say on that really I could find things to say but there was nothing interesting is what it is February came around was feeling much better I went to Stratford-upon-Avon to see my friend Matt and Justine and their little boy Kobe and Bray their dog and I had a great time I hadn't seen them for I think it had been about seven or eight months uh oh no might have even been longer I think it had been nearly a year over a year actually because they'd been having their extension done and we just hadn't, it, we just hadn't been able to to meet up in the interim. So went to stay with them for a few days, and that was a really lovely trip because Kobe's getting bigger now, and he was really fascinated with me, and we had a great time and read lots of stories and played, and it was just a really lovely. I can't remember if it was weekend or week I went now, <laughs> but it was just nice. They're just people who we see each other like a couple of times a year now, but you know when everything's just easy like there's no tension there's no gotta find things to talk about like it's it's just it's just one of those easy friendships where you don't feel like you have to put in any effort which kind of sounds bad because <laughs> they're like some of my closest friends so obviously you do put in effort to a certain extent to re- maintain that relationship but it's just it's always the same. It's just easy. I, it's a, a, their relationships I really, really value. Um, so that was great. And we kind of, Matt and I met in Thailand like 10 years ago. So we kind of reflected on the fact that we've been friends for 10 years and everything that's kind of happened in between. And I suppose how grateful we are that we've got such a strong friendship. So that was, it was just really nice to be away with friends, especially hadn't having been so rough in January. And I also in February dipped my toe back into the dating pool. I was like, right, I'm going to get back on the dating bandwagon. I'm going to go out. I'm going to meet some guys. Lined up a few dates. Um, and they were nice. Like the guys that I met were nice. They were, there was nothing wrong with them. We had a really nice time, but there was just something, I, I can't, I can't explain it. There was just something that wasn't there for me. Like I just knew that it was not, they were not the one. Um, so even though I'd agreed to like a second and third day, I kind of messaged and was just like, look, this is, I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. Cause I think I got ill again. Did I get a cold maybe or something? I think I had a week where I was ill and then I'm just, life just kind of took over. So I was like, do you know what? I just don't think this is gonna, this is going to go anywhere really. It was one of those where it's like, I'm obviously not prioritizing seeing this person again. There were a few things that I felt like our values didn't quite line up, where I kind of see my future didn't quite work. Um, so yeah, I was just like, you know what? I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but thank you for a very nice time. All the best for the future. And it kind of, it was, it was weird dating again, and it was really weird having to let someone down, and I say let someone down, that makes it sound like they'd be devastated (laughs) that they weren't going to see me again, not in that respect, but just being the one that's like, I don't want to see you again, 
I feel bad when I'm in that position because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. And I know it was just, I went on one date with one guy and two dates with another guy. Like I know it's not like I'd known them forever, but it's still that I never want to upset anyone or make anyone feel bad. Or I think because I struggle so much with rejection and I think that's part of the ADHD. I think I have rejection sensitivity disorder. I think that's what it's called. I could be wrong. RSD. I don't know. Anyways, I think I'm just extra sensitive to rejection. So I never like to be the person rejecting someone because I know how personally I take rejection. Um, But it was fine and they were both fine about it. So that was February. March. This is going to be really, really hard to talk about. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, March was horrendous. It was just the worst month. Do you know what? I'm just going to have to cry through it. I'm not going to be able to keep stop starting because I'll never get this recorded. So apologies for the blubbing, but a few days into March, we took Jasper for an assessment to get hydrotherapy. He had arthritis in his back legs and he had been finding it a lot harder to walk. Um, his, I think it was his back left leg was really, really tight, really stiff and we thought hydrotherapy might help him. He started taking some new medications for his arthritis 
we took him for the assessment because he loves swimming. We've we've always taken him to the park and he loves swimming in the lake. So we were like, okay, hydrotherapy will be great. He'll love it. Took him for the assessment on the Sunday and he was the most confident little thing. Like he's always been very anxious because he was attacked by a big dog when he was little. So he's always been quite anxious around other dogs. He's always been anxious around strangers. He was a little nervous Nelly. But when we took him for the assessment, he was so confident. He was sniffing around, he was trotting along. We kind of warned the the girls that were assessing him. We'd said, just so you know, he's probably not going to be very friendly because he's quite shy. And he proved us wrong. (laughs) He like raced in there, tail wagging, he took treats off them. And he was just so confident and it was so nice for us to see him being that brave and see the kind of enjoyment on his face. And he had like four or five of these dog treats. And then a few hours later when we got home, something just changed in him. In like, it was just really weird. He just all of a sudden just looked really poorly. He looked really, really sad. And I feel like dog owners, you'll know this, but you couldn't look at your dog. And even if there's nothing physical, you can just tell when they're poorly. I could tell when Jasper had a headache. Maybe it wasn't like a headache like we get, but I would know on the days where he wasn't feeling well because he would have a look on his face. And I'd be like, oh, you're not feeling well today. Which, I don't know, sounds crazy, but dog owners I'm sure you'll understand anyway so he just he was just suddenly really really poorly and there was nothing wrong like he wasn't being sick he didn't have upset stomach he wasn't even growling if we touched his tummy but there was something wrong and then he wasn't eating so we took him to the vets I think on the Tuesday this was the Sunday I think we took him on the Tuesday because Throughout his life, like every now and then he'd have days where he was just a bit off colour and then the next day he'd be fine. And we thought, oh, maybe it's like the stressful situation of being at the vets, but then the new tablets he was on for his arthritis, the gabapentin, that was making him confident. So it was relieving the anxiety. So we thought, oh, maybe it's just an effect after that. And on the Monday, my mum spoke to one of her colleagues at work because gabapentin is something that they prescribe to their patients and it... and they thought perhaps it could be a cumulative effect where he'd been on the tablets for, I think it was about 10 days at this point. Maybe it was a cumulative effect of the tablets that were making him feel poorly. So we took him to the vets on Tuesday when he still wasn't any better. And he had a really high temperature. So we thought, oh God, he's got a stomach infection. Like, where has he got this infection from? He went on antibiotics straight away. And we tried to give him the antibiotics for a week. And he was just it was a real struggle to get him to take them. I think he could smell them and he just, he just wouldn't take them. So then we took him back on the Saturday to another vet's. Did he have to go for, I think, oh no, was it the Saturday? I think it might be the Monday actually. The following week he went for a checkup because he still wasn't eating wasn't taking the antibiotics properly, still wasn't well. Oh, this was the Sunday because we had Lily to stay at the weekend. Sorry, I'm all over the place. And the vet gave him an antibiotic that would last two days. It was like an antibiotic injection that would last two days, like a general strength kind of antibiotic. On the Wednesday, 
same thing, still wasn't eating. So we took him back to the vets and they said that they could he could either have more tablets or he'd have to come in every day for antibiotic injections till they could get the temperature down. So we were like, do you know what? We'll do the antibiotic injections every day for the week because at least then we know he's getting the antibiotics and it's it's stressful for him going to the vets but it's less stressful for everyone involved than trying to get him to take these damn tablets that he just would not take and we tried everything we tried pate cocktail sausages ham pork pie chicken frankfurters all his favorite food and he wasn't touching them and then this was I think it was the 23rd. So so the 5th of March was when we had taken him for the um, hydrotherapy assessment. And on the... So that would have been the 7th that he started getting um, like the antibiotics. And then it had been two and a half weeks and the injections weren't working. The tablets weren't working. So on the 23rd of March, on the Thursday evening, when we'd taken him back to the vets for his, um, what would it have been, his sixth antibiotic injection, they took his temperature again and it was rising, despite having had the antibiotics for a week. So they asked us to take him to the vets on the Friday morning, they'd do extra blood tests and give him a scan just to see what's going on. And we thought, oh, perhaps he's got an infection in his mouth because sometimes like, we could never brush his teeth because he'd he'd bite us. Like it, it was just never possible to brush his teeth. So we thought, oh, maybe he's got an infection in his mouth and that's why he's not eating. Maybe he's picked up his stomach back from someone because in, I'm sure it was February. It was either January or February when he went for a checkup and his um, like regular jabs that he needed like vaccinations that he needed he'd had a full health mot his heart was strong he was really healthy the only thing was the arthritis and this had been at the start of the year so what six weeks prior and we took him in on the friday morning and i got mum to come with me i was like i'll come with me before work and we'll drop him off together and he trotted into the vets and he was all he was all um, waggy bummed and excited. So we took him into the vets on the Friday morning with mum before work. And he was all confident because he was still on the gabapentin because he would actually take that. And he wagged his bum and he didn't bark at the other dogs in there. And we weighed him. And I'd picked him up for some reason, I don't know, I kissed him on the head and I was like, well, I've seen a little while jazz. And he didn't even notice that, that somebody else had taken his lead. One of the vet nurses had taken his lead. He didn't even notice and he trotted off, happy as Larry. And we came out and we were like, oh, I'm so glad that he's finally going to get checked over and we're going to know what's wrong with him and we can fix him. Because once we know what the problem is, we'll have the solution and we can give him the right solution and it'll come out later this evening and he'll be on the mend and he might be a bit drowsy because he will have had the... Um, like the anaesthetics that they can do the blood test but it's fine because at least we'll know what's wrong so I dropped my mum at work and I went to Tesco's where I uh, used to work in the cafe quite regularly there I went to Tesco's and 
got my coffee, started working, and we dropped him off, I think, about quarter to nine. And uh, ten past ten, I think it was, I got a phone call from Charlotte, our vet, who said that when their temperatures aren't going down with the antibiotics, it could be for three reasons. I don't know what the other two reasons were. I can't remember. She said, or the third reason is cancer and she said when do you think you'll be able to come in because I think we're gonna have to make some difficult decisions today and I remember as soon as I answered the phone she said oh is your mum there as well and I was like no she's at work she was like right and you know when you just know that you're about to get the worst news possible because they say to you is your mum with you and she just said we're gonna have to make some difficult decisions today can you get here this afternoon and I was like I'll be there within the next half an hour I'll go and get mum now so I packed my stuff up from Tesco's ran out and as I was on the way to the car I rang mum to say I need you to meet me out the front, it's not good news. And as I got to the car park to meet mum, she was stood there and I was like, where's your bag, where's your stuff? We've got to go now. She was like, what do you mean? I was like, we've got to go. She was like, I've paid for parking, park up. And I, and I parked up and she got in the car. And I had to say to her, it's not good news. He's got a tumour on his liver. And they want us to go in now. So to cut what's becoming a very long story short, we got to the vets and we went straight in to see Charlotte and she explained that whilst he was under the anaesthetic his heart was showing signs of failure and he had an enormous tumour on his liver that must have been incredibly aggressive because of how quickly it had, it had taken him out how quickly it had made him so poorly and that essentially the only option they'd brought they'd brought him round from the anaesthetic um as soon as his heart showed signs of failure and they said essentially the only and kindest option would be to to let him go on that day because if we if we didn't then there was a chance quite a strong chance that the tumour would rupture and it would cause him immense pain and it was just the most heartbreaking moment of my life so Charlotte said that we could have the room for half an hour but she didn't have any other patients and she was like we can have have the room for half an hour to say goodbye to him we called my brother so that he could he could come and say goodbye as well so the whole pack was with him she brought him in and he was a bit drowsy from the uh, from the anaesthetic and we took it in turns to cuddle him and tell him that we loved him and it was just it was just the most heart-wrenching thing i can't explain to you the pain and he was with me every single day he was he was he was my whole day from the minute I woke up in the morning, he would often wake me up in the morning because he would barge open my bedroom door and scratch at my bed so I could pick him up to put him on it. 
he would stand next to me while I was brushing my teeth. He would barge through the door when I was on the toilet. He would bring me a toy if I was in the bath. He'd be under my feet as I was trying to make food. He used to sit under the laptop. He'd... <laughs> he was with me constantly. If you've been a listener for a long time, you'll know that he's often featured on the podcast because he would <laughs> bark or squeak a toy or huff or snore or be near me somehow. <laughs> and now he's not. And it's just really fucking awful. I've got him on the bed with me, so we had to... I, um, we had him cremated, which oh, makes me feel sick to know that his body's not here, which is weird, I know, but we had to have him cremated and we had his ashes put in a metal heart thing with paw prints on. And <laughs> now we carry that around. It lays in his bed. We have him on the sofa with us when we're watching telly. I've got him on my lap now and it's it's really hard because even now like sometimes I'll just look at it and I'll be like this is utter bullshit like why is this all we've got <laughs> and I say all we've got we've got 14 and a half years worth of memories and videos and photos and stories and laughter but it was just so unexpected it's his birthday this month, so that's going to be another milestone. But the grief has been horrendous. And I've never experienced grief in my life. Like, I've been incredibly lucky. I've never lost anyone close to me. Um, obviously, I've had relationship breakups. Like, they've been pretty shit. But this grief has just been unbearable. So... That was March, and then I've essentially been grieving ever since. <laughs> um, but let's move on to April, because April was a happier month. April, I say it was a happier month, it wasn't. <laughs> we were still miserable, but at the end of April, on the 28th of April, we welcomed my nephew, Harry, or Harry, as Lily calls him. So we welcomed little Harry, he was £8.3. And he is just a chubby little bundle of joy. He's such, such a little angel. And that has really, like having him arrive has really kind of given us something positive to focus on. He's he's adorable. And I've been seeing a hell of a lot of him, which has been wonderful. Um, in April, I also launched the confidence course. So I had a few weeks where I'd committed to the deadline of it coming out on, um, I can't even remember now. I want to say the 1st of April. I don't think it was. It was maybe the 10th of April. I can't remember. Anyways, I'd committed to the course landing on a certain day. So I didn't really actually have much time to grieve Jasper properly. I, I had the course to focus on, which was a blessing in the fact that I had to get that done and um, it's a course that I'm incredibly proud of it's an amazing course 
but then also once I'd finished it and launched it and um had the modules delivered I then went into the grieving process so that was kind of most of May really um because then it kind of all hit me and I had the space to really to really grieve um so yeah April Harry was born the confidence course launched in May it was mostly dealing with grief which is an absolute bastard like it's the most overwhelming contradicting thing to have to deal with I felt like for a long time I'd go from either uncontrollable sobbing hysterically crying and thinking that it was never gonna end to just utter numbness where I just felt completely numb neither of which were were preferable like it was every time the hysterical sobbing happened I'd beg for the numbness to come back whenever the numbness was there I would feel guilty for not crying uncontrollably and thinking does that mean that I'm over it which (laughs) judging by how much I've just sobbed for the last 20 minutes I'm definitely not over it and I think it's going to be a hell of a long time before I fully am so let's try and (laughs) let's try and perk this back up a bit because I don't want to depress you all um let's get to May so May grief yeah and also in May uh my mum was signed off work for for a while I think it was about six weeks in the end because of her grief um around jazz so it was really kind of focusing on doing things to to just help us get through the day essentially um but in May after Harry was born Hannah needed some help with the kiddies so auntie Becca got to go to swimming lessons with little Lily and got to do baby ballet so that was that has, it's been wonderful we I think there was about a four week period where four yeah four or five week period where on Tuesdays I'd go swimming with Lily and on Thursdays I'd do baby ballet with Lily and then we'd typically spend the rest of the afternoon with Hannah and the kids so Hannah's my sister-in-law which if you haven't guessed that's my sister-in-law <laughs> but we spend the rest of the afternoon with them so we, we have we've had a lot of time with the kids over the last few weeks and it which has just been so wonderful because Lily is an absolute joy she's such a happy content playful funny and she knows she's funny <laughs> joyful child she's just wonderful and then Harry's obviously adorable he's a little snuggle monster and he also has now got to the point where he's kind of interacting with you, like his eyes are open, he's nine weeks now. Um, so his eyes are open, he's responding to you, he's started to smile. So it's just been wonderful to spend that much time with them. Um, which kind of takes us into June, with mum still being off work. And June felt like, when I finished my, I was like, okay, I really want to have a good June. Like I, I felt like I've hardly done any work. Okay, I delivered the course. But I delivered the course, I updated the confidence kit, which is a free resource that I've got, I'll leave it in the comment, uh, in the show notes for you. I did that, but I hadn't really done a lot of work. So I kind of was like, 
okay, June, I'm going to be productive. I'm going to do the things that I want to do in business, get back on the horse. And it just didn't happen. With mum being off work, there were days where she'd be like, oh, I want to go out and do this, or let's go here. Tuesdays and Thursdays were with the kids. And then kind of towards the end of the month, I was seeing my grandparents a lot more. My nan is back in hospital again. She's been in and out of hospital all year. Um, I went to see her yesterday, actually. Um, so the like the last month has really been taken up with family obligations, which on the one hand has been wonderful because it's really nice to see family. Oh, I was also wiped out with a cold for like a week. So I spent a week in bed because I think... I think I was just doing too much. Um, But then after the cold, I just got straight back into like busy stuff with the kids, grandparents, family. It's my dad's birthday last week, like lots of social things that I've kind of needed to do. But they've they've caused me to kind of crash quite a lot. Like I love being social, but it takes a hell of a lot out of me. And I think I get really overstimulated where everything's so loud and there's so many people around and my brain is constantly on about 40 different things at once. And then trying to squeeze in work here, there and everywhere has been really, really hard. So I kind of hit this hit this point last week where I was like, July has to be different. Like mum's gone back to work. July has to be work focused because there's lots that I want to achieve everything that I want to do in my business is going to help set me up for years to come so I've very much got like a big overarching long-term strategy in terms of the kind of content that I want to create I've got the confidence course now everything's going to the confidence course that's my kind of signature program that's the main resource for people that is going to work again and again and again because also it's not a course where you go through it you hit the mount like you reach the top of the mountain that's it you're done and you never need it again it's like a very comprehensive resource that you can repeatedly use throughout your life no matter what stage of life you're at no matter what you're trying to achieve the confidence course is always there to support you so my real big mission now is to just drive people to the course um but I need the time to do that and with all the family obligations in June I just didn't have that time so July I felt I kind of got to the end of June and on Friday I was just like I'm so exhausted I'm physically exhausted I'm mentally exhausted I'm completely drained and I'm also not achieving what I want to achieve and that's causing me a lot of frustration because I like anyone that's a business owner, like I have plans, I have goals. I feel like I've achieved nothing this year, which isn't true. I created the course. Like I have achieved things, but nowhere near what I planned to achieve at the start of the year. So July's real, a real kind of reset for me. Um, and I started that at the weekend. On Saturday, I got up, And I gave my room like a big spring clean, although it's summer now, big summer clean. Um, And I reorganised the furniture, I threw things away. 
I really wanted to reinvent my environment because I feel like my environment massively impacts how I'm feeling in myself. So I wanted to kind of give myself a new perspective, I guess. So I've lined my bed up in line with my window. So now I'm looking right out out of the window, which is a completely different view. The furniture's all in a different place. There's a new fresh energy to my room. Like it feels good. I feel every time now I come up the stairs and I see it, I'm like, I'm really pleased that I did this. So I had a massive clear out on Saturday. It wasn't that big of a clear out. I only got rid of two bags of stuff. Um, but I did have a big clear out, reorganized everything. Even like tidied up my drawers, just folded things, put things in the right place. And that's really been the start of my July re reset, I guess. Um, I've got my plan for work. Part of that is creating more long form content. So focusing on the blog, getting back into the podcast, creating YouTube videos and I'm recording the podcast. So <laughs> I already feel like I'm on track with things. Um, and I've also started taking something called lion's mane it's a food supplement so it's like it's grass and co it's called focus and it's lion's mane it's lion's mane ginseng and vitamins d and b12 but it's a type of mushroom and it's for psychological function and mental performance and helping you focus and this was recommended to me by my mindset coach Marie who I've been working with one-to-one -one, um via whatsapp for the last month and I'm about to redo another month with her this month um but the lion's mane was recommended to me by her as someone with ADHD like as in me like the one with ADHD to really help me focus and I don't know whether it would work this quickly but Saturday, I, as I said, I did my room, but typically, historically, when I'm doing that kind of cleaning, it takes me a really long time. I typically start it and about two hours in, I'm like, this is too overwhelming. And then it's really stressful to reorganize everything that I've made a mess of. But I just did it all. And Sunday, I cleaned the bathroom, I like did all my self-care, I went to the park in the afternoon with Hannah and the kids and my grandparents, I took my granddad out in his wheelchair for the first time, I made him get a wheelchair last week <laughs> so that he can kind of get out and do more because he's on oxygen full time now um, and can't really walk far so I was like if you get a wheelchair we can take you out so I took him out yesterday, went to see my nan in the hospital yesterday and although my brain is still chatty, it's not overwhelming. And the same this morning when I woke up, when I woke up first thing this morning, my brain was like so chatty and full on. And you've got this to do and you've got that to do and blah blah blah. And I've taken I took a tablet when I first got up, and my brain just feels so still. Like it feels a lot calmer, a lot more peaceful. I've still got thoughts there, but they're not these racing thoughts that are so over the top and making me anxious. So that's kind of part of what I'm doing for my health this month is the lion's main tablets. I got some more magnesium because I used to use magnesium quite a lot in the evenings because it helped me sleep and then I ran out of it and never, never repurchased it. Um, but I've just bought a new bottle of that. So I'm using that again. I'm really prioritising my health and well-being 
So in terms of the foods that I'm consuming, the exercises I'm doing, I'm meditating daily, and I know we're only on the third, so this could change, but I'm really choosing myself. And I know that in choosing myself and putting my needs first, I can give more to everyone else because my cup's overflowing. So whether that's friends, family, clients, community, I can give from a much better place when I look after me. So that's kind of what my July is really about. So watch this space. We should be consistent with the podcast again. Um, because I have missed it. I just haven't had the headspace to do anything really. Um, but we're we're back. I've got some ideas for content that I want to create. I've got some videos to film. I'm really, really going to get back on a roll with my YouTube channel. Because that's a big goal of mine is to grow the YouTube channel. My real focus is setting myself up for long-term success. So whilst I'm gonna be back on social media, there's a lot that I wanna do in terms of creating content that allows me to be more discoverable, so that allows people to find me, content that actually makes an impact so that when somebody consumes it, they feel inspired or feel less alone or feel energized or feel excited. Like I want the stuff that I create to to have a positive impact on me as I'm creating it and on the people that are consuming it. And all of my content will then lead to the confidence course because it it's an incredible resource and it can help you get what you deserve in life, in business, in your career, in your relationships. It's a it, it's something that I'm incredibly proud of. So from now on, all roads lead to the confidence course. Um, and I also have a couple of free resources for you, which you will find in the show notes if you want to. I mean, I created the confidence kit back in 2018 and it had it, it had a long overdue update last month. I was just going to update the content but completely rewrote everything because I'm different to who I was five years ago. Therefore, the content, the resource itself needed to be different. So you can download the confidence kit for free if you go to rebeccalucih.co slash kit or visit the link in the show notes. And inside you will find resources including a workbook packed full of seven different journal styles journaling styles journaling techniques to help you increase your confidence you'll find nine confidence boosters that will instantly boost your confidence in 90 seconds or that you can do in under 90 seconds and you'll also find a guided meditation that you can listen to every morning to help you bring the feelings of confidence into your body before you even get up and start your day so that you can feel confident every day. Because this is something that I'm also really honing in on is this idea of helping you to feel confident every single day. And I've got my brand new concept, which I will share a podcast episode about, the 90-90 mindset concept. 
and I'm going to do a whole episode just on that concept because when you learn about the concept it will really change your life and it will change the way you approach increasing your confidence it will change the actions that you take daily it will change your mindset will just change everything for you so that is going to be a podcast coming very very soon might even be the next one but I'm not going to promise that so it's nice to catch up with you I hope that you have had a much better year than I have so far <laughs> we've had we've had moments of joy it's funny because I, I chose the word of my year word for word of the year my word of the year at the start of the year was going to be joy and I feel like I, I feel like my year can be further than joy but as I said we're, we're turning over a new leaf in July we're we're resetting I'm not writing this year off completely I'm gonna embrace the micro moments of happiness I'm gonna do what I can to feel good allow myself to process the emotions that are shit (laughs) for want of a better word and just I don't know, just do what I can to get through the day some days. I've really come to accept that some days are going to be shit and I'm just going to have to get through them. But then you go to bed, you wake up and the next day could be different. Thank you for listening to my mid-year recap. I'm sorry if it was emotional for you. It was emotional for me. Now I've got to go back and edit it all, which I can't say I'm too excited about because I'm probably just going to have another mass crying session, but that's fine. Next episode, or the next the next episodes coming will be a lot more cheery. I guarantee that because they're specific topics that I want to talk on that will really support you in transforming your mindset and increasing your confidence and building your self-belief. All the reasons that you are here So stay tuned and I will be back very, very soon. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.